forever and always i'm always here hello everyone it's me tom i want to welcome you back to always and forever episode four now it feels like it's been a very very long time since we've talked and as a matter of fact it really has um for most of you listeners it's been oh roughly three weeks and um for me also, <laughs> it's been three weeks, but it uh, feels like a lifetime. And I just want to say how happy I am uh, to be back um, talking about Baywatch, talking about the characters and the um, the stories that we love so much. It's, it's just very, very nice to be around a um, community that's together and pushing and striving towards uh, one single goal, and that is to really unlock the keys of knowledge that the show um, holds. Um, just underneath the sand, you know. <laughs> I'm glad uh, we all have our um, metal detectors out uh, <laughs> to find these um, these little nuggets of, of joy and fun and um, sorrow and pain, you know, all wrapped up into um, to one uh, package, if you will. Um, <clears throat> and I know um, a lot of you are saying, "Thank goodness, we're finally going to get to." Um, really dig into the um the pilot episode and get you know finish that off and, and you know finally get there to the finish line i will say that we will be doing that in this episode and i'll explain to you why and um i think it will become clear as the um as the episode unfolds <laughs> um why we won't be doing that um, we're actually going to jump uh, slightly ahead to um episode 19 of season 1 and um it's a very um, it's a very stark change from the pilot episode. In fact, it's a um, very sad episode in some ways, and um, a very uplifting one in others. Um, so as we go along, we're going to kind of weave the episode into this episode, and um, hopefully come out in the end with a great understanding and um, give us a real launching pad, you know, to dive off into. If we want to dive off into the ocean, this will be a great place to start. So. Um, the other thing I wanted to address, um, obviously is the, the ending of last episode. And, um, to be quite honest with you, I'm sort of putting the pieces together of that myself. Uh, I re-listened to it and, um, like many of you, um, I was confused by the abrupt ending and, um, you know, as, as time has passed, I'm, I've been able to, um, again, kind of put it together and uh, <laughs> get the um, scrambled eggs back in there. Well, I guess back in their egg. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to really, really any other way to describe it. Um, so, yes, um, towards the end of last episode, apparently, yes, the fumes from the, um, you know, the exterminators, again, dynamite family, um, became so overwhelming that I... Um, fell i you know essentially i fell and uh, hit my head on the um on the sewing table that we have in here it's very large um old heavy wood and uh yeah i hit my head on that um and from my recollection i was already unconscious as i was falling um and hitting my head on the um on the sewing table was, I guess, doubled that effect. <laughs> if such a thing is even possible or plausible. Um, and to that end, um, I laid up here, I guess for four to five hours. Um, and I was, you know, 
discovered when the um, bus to actually take me to summer camp arrived. And uh, apparently there's a lot of honking and people were angry that I was not out front with my bag. So um, my parents came running upstairs, uh, you know, well, Tom, Tom, what are you, wake up. You know, what are you doing? Get out, you know, uh, get your stuff. And uh, unbeknownst to me, I was just um, loaded onto the um, onto the school bus now and in my mind, uh, probably an ambulance would have been more appropriate, um, uh, something like that, to take me to a uh, you know a more traditional hospital. But uh, <laughs> I wasn't there to argue my case, <laughs> so I was loaded up onto the bus. Pardon me for one second. I'm gonna get in my straw and have a sip of water. Oh, delicious! Um, so yes, I was loaded onto the bus and, um, it's a six hour drive to, um, out to camp. And, um, you know, I was very uh, disappointed. There's a lovely, lovely, um, rhubarb farm, um, that's on the way. And I love to pull down the bus window and, uh, really take in a deep breath of that and, uh, <laughs> get a good view. But, uh, you know, I was apparently just, um, well, I don't know if sleeping is the right word to describe it, but I was unconscious and, um, throughout the six hour drive and, uh, so we arrived at the camp and uh, they loaded me into the um, the medical facility, which is really just a, um, you know, it's a private room. Essentially, it's just a bed and with a door. Um, and there I laid <laughs> there. I laid for hours and hours and hours. And this I have absolutely no memory of. Um, and I you know, was out uh, the entire night. Um, you know, apparently they tried to feed me some sort of uh, milkshake or something, but, you know, that didn't hold, obviously. Um, but um, to their surprise and uh, my surprise, as I don't recall any of this, I sprung at a bed sharp at uh, 6 a.m. and um, ran on down to the um, bungalow where they keep the um, canoes. And I said, I must have a canoe. I'm ready to go sailing. You know, I must. I must. Um, and... Personally, I would think after 20 plus years of being a camper here, they would know that this is entirely out of character <laughs> for me as I am not one to participate in any kind of water activity, um, whether that be skiing, swimming, floating, certainly not canoeing. Um, but um, as it may, they did give me a canoe and I, I guess paddled myself out to the um you know, the middle of the uh, pond or lake, as you would call it, and um, lay down in the canoe. Um, and if you know anything about um, <laughs> the Decatur area this time of year, it is quite, quite hot, <laughs> to say the least. Um, and uh, for whatever reason, uh, it was uh, I was not discovered till, you know, almost midnight the, um, the following night. Uh, as they were, you know, gathering up the canoes that had escaped the uh, dock there. Um, and as they pulled me in, I was unconscious once again. Um, the doctors are calling this one a light coma. And I'm not sure how those things are differentiated or, <laughs> you know, I'm no doctor, believe me. <laughs> Unfortunately, neither was the, um, you know, the nurse or if you would want to call it a nurse at the uh, campground. It's really <laughs> more just a uh, camper who's. Uh, participated in a few uh, first aid classes, but that's neither here nor there. Um, <clears throat> so they pulled me in and uh, they say I was almost glowing red from the um, from the exposure. And um, again, this was unconscious, not from a fall or anything. They're um, speculating that it was just dehydration. And, um, you know, as 
if you suffer a concussion, you're obviously not supposed to be um, carousing about in a canoe. <laughs> so a combination of these intense sun dehydration, and these factors probably led to, again, what they're calling a light coma. <laughs> and um, so from there, I'm going to take a quick break. Apologies for that quick break. Um, I have to take some small breaks to um, apply ointments and whatnot. Um, but to can you continue on from where I left off, this is where um, my memories start to um, come alive. I was having very, very vivid dreams, um, you know, through the fever and through the, um, you know, the bout and the battle with um, consciousness and uh, <laughs> so forth. And uh, I, I began to have this vision of floating in the ocean on a lifeboat and... Um, as I looked all around me, all I could see was blue water. It's very hazy and, um, you know, I'm thirsty. I can feel my throat parched and I can feel the sun beaming down on me. And um, I cry out, oh, my God, oh, my God, you know, what am I going to do? I'm trapped. I'm, I'm stranded in the middle of the ocean. And um, out of the corner of my eye, I see a large figure, you know, broad shoulders um, looming over me and saying, Tom, Tom. It's time to wake up. It's time to wake up and save yourself. He says, and I look up in his beet blue eyes and I say, is that you, Mitch? Mitch, are you here for me? And he says, yes, I'm always here. And he begins slapping me across the face over and over again. Wake up, Tom. Wake up. It's time to get up. And uh, you know, I feel the sting and the burn of the slaps across the face. And uh as I open my eyes, I realize I'm <clears throat> not, in fact, in the ocean. Um, <laughs> I am in the uh, medical um, room, as I stated earlier, and the um, the sharp, stinging, burning pain is not from <laughs> the big bear paw of uh, Mitch. It is actually from um, what the doctors are describing a stage four sunburn, um, which, as you can imagine, is um, uh, quite painful. Um, in fact... Um, you know, it's another first for the podcast, <laughs> and I do pride this podcast on um, accomplishing many firsts already, and um, this is just another one in the, um, another feather in the old cap, if you will, <laughs> that um, I am the first um, stage four sunburn victim, if you want to call it victim, I certainly do, um, in Greater uh, Decatur. So um, if you're ever wondering that, it could be a nice piece of, uh, <laughs> a nice piece of trivia. Um, yes, it is Tom Boatwater, stage four sunburn uh, survivor currently. <laughs> so um, as I awoke again, I was in excruciating pain. And um, again, due to the lack of facilities there, I just had a few, you know, ibuprofen and um, some lotions that they, I guess, got out of some campers backpacks. So that had to do for the next um, uh, four days. Um Again, I was kind of in and out um, of consciousness due to the pain. <laughs> um, <coughs> excuse me. I'm still suffering some of the uh, ill effects of that, obviously. <laughs> but um, on the bright side, I did get to do, um, you know, a little bit of the beadwork um, that I had hoped to accomplish. Uh, 
you know, I had uh, visions of, uh, you know, a nice beach mural, um, all beadwork and, uh, you know, with the sand and the lifeguard stand and all of that. Uh, but as it turns out, it just kind of ended up being a um, red, you know, kind of a red blob, if you will. <laughs> um, I guess indicative of, uh, you know, the intense sun and the, um, the uh, excruciating pain. <laughs> so um, that may not be something I'll, <laughs> I'll be showing off in the um in the old Baywatch chat rooms and whatnot. <laughs> Maybe next year, I guess I can, uh, I can give it another shot under uh, better circumstances. Um, but overall, uh, I guess you could say the camp was a success. I had a nice time. Uh, many of the campers um, uh, wrote me some nice cards and uh, more, you know, more friendship bracelets than I, <laughs> that I know what to do with at this point. Um, you know, understandably, some of the, um, some of the younger kids were, um, were angry with me because <laughs> after, you know, obviously after, um, um, something like that, you know, they're not going to allow people to use the canoes. And, um, many of the, um, I think the horseshoe tournament was, uh, unfortunately canceled. And, um, well, yeah, uh, needless to say, um, there were some unhappy campers, <laughs> uh, but you know, I'm sure I'll see them over the next few years. And, um, you know, we'll smooth these things out over time, uh, much like the, um, the waves on the shore smooth the sand during high and low tide. So on that note, um, I just arrived back home and um, was taken to a medical, like a, you know, a more traditional medical facility where they ran a series of tests, um, you know, to check the brain and, you know, whatnot. Everything that kind of went wrong, they wanted to you know do a double check on that. Um, and I'm happy to announce that uh, there are, you know, as far as they can tell, no long term effects from this outside of the, um, you know, the the skin, you know, the skin is having some issues. But um, beyond that, it's nothing that uh, <laughs> it's nothing that's going to affect me or really, uh, most importantly, this podcast. Um, you know, while I'm not able to um, really put on clothes at this point, um, it's not going to stop me from uh, recording this podcast. And yeah. Um, I feel a duty to um, Mitch, obviously, and I feel a duty to um, to you, uh, the community. And, uh, you know, as in my eyes, I I prefer to you as a family. So, um, yeah, that's been great. And, uh, you know, a quick aside, I was able to, um, you know, uh, while there was some downtime in the waiting room, I um, I was able to uh, give the doctor, um, Dr. Breen, who's, uh, again, a dynamite doctor, um a copy, you know, a link, I guess you would say, I don't have any hard copies just yet of the podcast, but I did give him a link. Um, and I, you know, I, I think he listened to it. And I, I'm, as far as I know, he enjoyed it. I could hear him asking my, my parents, um, you know, about the podcast and how long I've been doing it. And, um, you know, I, I assume this is just kind of a, a housekeeping thing for him. He had asked um, them if I had suffered any, um, brain injuries prior to this, um, you know, the fall in the linen closet and, um, you know, I, as far as I know, no, I hadn't. <laughs> so I'm glad we got that squared away. And um, the reason I wanted to discuss um, episode 19 of season one is because I think it really fits in well here. Um, in the opening, you know, vignette, the opening scene, Mitch is on vacation, which is a rare, rare thing for Mitch. Is, um, you know, duty overrides all in his world and uh, in mine as well as as we carry on with this podcast through thick and thin. Um, it shows him hang gliding. It's beautiful. And he's in command. He's soaring through the air like an eagle. 
um, as you would expect, but a, um, a rogue gust of wind um, upends, I guess you would call it, the, um, the hang glider, the contraption, uh, the flying contraption, and um, it blows him directly into a, um, a tree um, where he is severely injured and uh, knocked unconscious, which, as you know, ties directly into what happened to me and I do not think this is a coincidence now while Mitch uh, ran into a live tree it was a Hybithian um, tropical tree Um, I fell into a former tree um, you know on the desk a wooden desk so it was more of a pine not a not of the tropical variety but a tree nevertheless and I feel this is a sign this is a sign to carry on you know um, it's inspirational to see Mitch's recovery throughout the episode, and we're really going to dig into that as we go on um, with this episode. Um, but I do feel that it is a bit of serendipity um, that me and Mitch, they, we seem to be mirroring each other and, um, you know, the trials and tribulations of this um, this world that we live in and, you know, how we um, we must overcome. <laughs> we must. <laughs> and... Um, so yes, yes, it's wonderful, and um, I think we're gonna go like directly from here. You know, Mitch is you know we're we, we're setting the stage for this. Mitch has fallen; he's fallen down; he's laying on the ground. He's, he doesn't have his wits about him. Oh, I'm very very sorry. Um, my medication alarm. This is where I have to um, go soak in a. Um, it's a tub. It's an old boat water remedy, apparently. Um, we fill the tub up about two thirds with, uh, you know, scalding hot water and, um, you know, a big bucket full of lemon juice. And uh, this apparently was passed on from my grandfather. And um, this is supposed to be a salve, I guess you could call it, for um, for sunburns and skin irritations. Um, I do question the efficacy of it, uh, <laughs> as it is not a very pleasant experience. Um, but on that note, I must bid you all adieu. And it's wonderful to be back. And we will be back again next week, and I cannot wait to see you guys here. As always, I'm always here.